0: Sports Saturday. Touch Touch Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamponte, on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160
2: AM. Welcome in to Cougar Sports Saturday, hour number three rolling along, and we've had a great show so far. Talked a lot of hoops. Dave McCann joined us, and all of what we've talked about in the first two hours can be found on our podcast feed. Right now, though, I think it's appropriate, Mitch, to switch gears a little bit, bring on a teammate of ours, Kyle Ireland, KSL Sports insider reporter he's uh feet on the ground for all things nba all-star game let's bring him on kyle are you with us man are you there yeah how's it
3: going guys happy to be back on
2: glad to have you back on my friend it's got to be a blast being around all the festivities with the nba all-star game look the best is yet to come still but up until now what have been some events you've attended that have been really cool
3: yeah, so uh, yesterday I uh, ended up spending all day up in Pac-12 country. I was up on the hill, spent all day at the Huntsman Center, uh, had the chance to uh, be at the Rising Stars practice uh, with all those younger guys. And then uh, it was pretty cool. They had uh, some G League guys out there as well. So, you know, seeing guys that are going to be in the league here in the next couple of years. And then last night, the uh, the Huntsman Center was probably the most packed I've seen it. It was full of people for the uh, Celebrity All-Star game. And uh, it was a good time. I'll say that much. It was, you know, it's not it's not anything that you would uh, you'd want to you know expect to see when you're coming. You know, playoff time. Uh, it's not quality basketball, but it was a good time. Uh, had some funny moments. Had a crazy uh, half court shot there at the end that didn't count. So yeah, it was it was a good time. But I do think the best of All Star weekend is still to come tonight and tomorrow.
2: Quickly, who was the best uh, celebrity ball player you saw yesterday? It's it's always funny to see who trots out and plays. Who who impressed?
3: See, the problem with that, Matt, is you're talking about professional athletes. Like, they've got WNBA players and football players that are involved in these things sometimes. So, like, DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks Mm -hmm. was out there throwing down dunks in the middle of the game. (laughs) And he ended up winning the MVP. So, it's like, I've got to go with DK because he was just, like, a freak compared to everybody else. But uh Guillermo was pretty funny uh he was doing <laughs> deliveries on the court yeah from Jimmy Kimmel um Kane Brown was out there country singer he was trying to uh to show off some skills uh, from the three-point line and you know it, it was a good time I mean like there was a, a good mix of uh of you know celebrities there from whether it be actors to you know singers and other artists um, but it, it was uh it was definitely fun
4: Talk with Kyle Ireland from kslsports.com, NBA All-Star Weekend here in Salt Lake City. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Ireland and all of his work on kslsports.com. It's an all-hands-on-deck effort. Ben Anderson, the whole KSL Sports team uh, covering the, this All-Star activity. And, you know, one thing I will say, Kyle, I didn't realize uh, going into the All-Star Weekend was just kind of the the efforts in the community I thought it was pretty cool when I saw the NBA at Bishop's Storehouse with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, maybe what are some of the other, you know, community events or things that you've witnessed that uh, have maybe kind of connected the NBA to the, the Salt Lake community?
3: Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, just one of the really cool parts is it's not just what's happening at Vivint Arena where the Jazz play or, you know, up at the Huntsman Center where the youths are at. It's, they have a lot of things ranging from free activities to, you know, you can pay thousands of dollars to go to the game tomorrow. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. But like you mentioned, there's been a lot of like a a community outreach kind of an aspect, Uh, a lot of service projects that were done. I know that, you know, Ryan Smith and uh, former Jazz man Darren Williams were out, you know, doing some service projects yesterday. They obviously have, you know, some of those service things. Like you mentioned, the Bishop Storehouse. Uh, where they have a lot of the, the all-star players from the NBA are out participating in those things. But, you know, even today, like, you could go down to City Center and you could see Charles Barkley and Jason Tatum, the J-Dogs, if you wanted to, right? So like, I mean, there's just kind of a little bit of something for everybody. You don't even, You don't even have to be a basketball fan to go down. I would recommend going down, just checking out downtown Salt Lake, even if you don't plan on, you know, spending a lot of money, just going around and looking at, you know, how the the city has kind of transformed for this three-day event. It's pretty cool to see. And, you know, the last time the, the All-Star game was here was 1993. I mean, I was three years old. So, like, this is kind of like a once-in-a-generation thing for me even as well. Uh, just to go up there and kind of experience it, it's pretty special. What are you looking
2: forward to tonight at Fivin Arena? I think a lot of NBA fans, Kyle, look at this as, like, the, the signature moment of All-Star weekend, three-point dunk skills.
3: Yeah, so I think that you know, you've got you know obviously some local ties here. You've got uh, three jazz players that are going to be competing in the skills challenge tonight, and then after that, you've got the three point contest. Uh, that that one locally is going to be highlighted from Laurie Markinen of the Jazz, and then Damian Lillard, who obviously played at Weber State and now is with the Portland Trailblazers. So that'll be pretty fun to see. I'm actually a little disappointed in the slam dunk competition. I wish the you know, some of these high profile all stars were the ones that were competing in it as opposed to, you know, guys that are either in the G League or uh, at the end of the, the bench for some of these NBA rosters. But um, I will say that, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where the all star game on Sunday has kind of lacked some luster in the last few seasons. Um, and I feel like, you know, they're doing some things to try and turn that around. But Saturday night is really the thing that I look forward to most. So it'll be pretty cool to see those guys especially having some local tides be a part of those events
4: how has the traffic and just maybe the the accessibility around the the venues i know we're across the street from vivant arena but you know just maybe the uh all these events coming into salt lake has it been a lot more chaotic than you're used to when you come downtown
3: yeah, I thought especially around Vivint Arena, uh, Broadcast House, obviously where you guys are at right now, and just that whole area is is pretty congested. I will say, if if you're going to come into downtown to you know check out some of these events, I would suggest taking uh, public transit, you know, hopping on tracks or you know taking a bus into downtown. Uh, might be a little bit easier to to get in and out of things, just because parking's pretty crazy right now. But um, pretty. Pretty cool to see the amount of people that have turned out. Obviously, it makes things a little difficult to get around, but I uh, I was reading, um, I believe it was uh, the mayor of Salt Lake, uh, Air- Mayor Mendenhall was saying that on Monday, everybody leaving town, uh, it's going to be like 40,000 people uh, that are going to be heading out on Monday and it's going to be the busi- busiest day that the Salt Lake City Airport has ever had. So you can kind of take that for what it's worth and just the impact that, you know, the amount of people coming in from out of state have had on, you know, uh, our little uh, little uh, metro area of Salt Lake.
4: How big is the, you know, maybe media turnout? Because I know that, you know, when mm-hmm. this state hosted the Olympics back in 2002, the whole world descended on Salt Lake, and that was pretty special. Not to that scale here with the All-Star Weekend, but uh, how much, like from what pockets of the country, and maybe the world with... With media, have you seen, and maybe also some of the more notable celebrities or, or notable individuals that you've seen uh, tr- covering this All Star Weekend?
3: Yeah, so I mean, the the media section, for instance, like at the Huntsman Center, was like, you know, a couple of uh, sections of the the stadium seating um, going down in the lower bowl that were taken up just by desks full of media members last night at the Celebrity All Star Game, and then. Over at Vivint Arena, uh, Ben Anderson was there covering the rising stars of the game last night. And then obviously the event tonight will be there as well. And uh, we're going to be in, I think there's like, you know, five sections of the upper bowl of Vivint Arena that are just going to be taken up from media members. So that kind of gives you an idea of how many people have come in from out of state. Um, you've got the the usual, you know, ESPN uh, broadcasters are going to be there. TNT, obviously. Um, broadcasting the events tonight and tomorrow. But uh, it was pretty cool. As far as, like, the celebrity game last night, you had, like I mentioned earlier, D.K. Metcalf was there, Uh, Janelle Monae, um, Arike, uh, I will botch her name. But I won't ever you're, say you're fine,
4: uh, Kyle. Because those those names, you know, I I do not know who those are. What about what about walking around WNBA star? What about oh, walking yes. around
2: town? Have you just seen any any stars among us? Look, I'm not going to deny. Sometimes I do read you, you, uh, yeah. US Weekly. Oh yes, stars filling up gas yeah, tank. I love that. Have you seen any just
3: stars mingling downtown? To be honest with you, I haven't because I've been so busy doing all of the the coverage for these events, so I haven't been able to just like... I expect you to walk from the Huntsman
2: a, Center down be to be Arena. Be part of the people.
3: <laughs> that would be quite a quite a trek. I mean, I took tracks down last night, and that took a half an hour, so you can imagine how it would be if I was walking back down to KSL, but yeah, I mean... You're telling me the I, stars I aren't
2: riding tracks to the All-Star game? Yeah.
3: <laughs> That is not that is not how uh, they are traveling. I will say though, yesterday at the Huntsman Center, I did see uh, a caravan of limousines, uh, some nice uh, you know Escalades, and uh, some some pretty decked out uh, vehicles with a, an entourage. I'm sure. So you know you've got you've got a bunch of people coming into town. You've got you know Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Charles Barkley, uh, former Jazz great Carmelo will be here tonight. Uh, Antonio Brown, former NFL. Uh, wide receiver he was you know saying that he was coming into town uh Ben Affleck was here so I mean like there's a bunch of uh you know celebrities that are here some of them you know you're going to see hey like Carlos Boozer was at the game last night and like you know he's he's coming back into town they've they've tried to really I feel like use this all-star experience to kind of reignite some of those ties of of the jazz past with you know, Darren Williams was coaching one of the rising stars teams. Boozer played in the celebrity game last night, so I, I feel like Ryan Smith, Dwayne Wade, uh, that whole Jazz, uh, you know, front office—they're they're trying their best to really put uh, Utah and Salt Lake, you know, on on the spot. You know, as far as you know, all eyes for the NBA world are are on Utah this weekend, and everything that I've seen thus far has really shown that you know all the high points of, of what we have to offer here in the behind B- States. So pretty cool.
4: It, it seems like a big party down here in Salt Lake, Kyle. And I'm curious, you know, the party element got emphasized when I see in, in our, you know, KSL and KSL TV and KSL sports, there's a pop-up, uh, Liquor store now, so you can only imagine it's now a party apparently <laughs> here in downtown Salt Lake. Is there? Have you seen any of the the nightlife at all? I know that that's been a piece to the to the coverage of Sports dot com. What's that scene been He's a like? New parent where, Mitch, does he have any energy when when it's time to hit the? <laughs> night? Hey, I know like new parents get him to bed probably by nine, but I'm curious if if you've seen that world as well because that's a big piece to All Star Weekend as well.
3: Hey man, the celebrity all-star game took it out of me last night. And that thing was over by seven thirty. So, like, so you man. I got. So you lived gotta, up to the. So uh, you lived uh, up to the Golden State
4: Warriors saying there's no light nightlife here in Salt Lake. Yeah,
3: no. I mean, th- those those guys walking around with some hashtag nightlife shirts. Like, I get it, man. Like, I, I would say that you know you've got. I, I believe it was Ryan Rosillo of, of the ringer. He was doing his podcast downtown at wise guys comedy club. Okay. I know that there was a bunch of parties going on up in park city. And you know, that's kind of the, the spot for celebrities when they do come into Utah, obviously Sundance being up there and you know, a bunch of uh, celebrities own homes up there. But I mean, even like tomorrow night, you've got post Malone who's going to be doing a pregame concert and he lives, oh. you know, in Cottonwood Canyon. So pretty cool to like, you know have some of these celebrities in town but no i mean i'm not hitting up any parties i heard, heard it heard michael jordan's probably throwing some crazy shindig this week for his 60th i don't know if it was up in park city his place or not but you know i'm sure that I'm sure a bunch of these celebrities and uh people that are coming in from out of town they're having a good time but no i was uh i was in and i was uh i was you know putting it putting the Putting myself to bed before it was midnight last night, I'll say that much. Well, you
4: earned well-earned rest because you're putting in a lot of work and hours. Again, follow Kyle's work at kslsports.com. Also, follow his personal social medias at Kyle Ireland. He has an outstanding job covering the locals in the NFL. He has stories up on Zane Anderson signing with the Buffalo Bills, Kyra's tongue with the Minnesota Vikings, but also covering everything. Wall to wall on NBA All Star. Great work as always, Kyle, and uh, we'll talk again down the road.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a good day.
4: That's Kyle Ireland, KSLSports.com, giving us an insider look at the NBA All Star weekend. Let's take a time out on their side. We'll, we'll share some more thoughts on All Star and get some more BYU sports news here on Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. NBA All-Star Weekend. Matt, did you know BYU basketball has had an NBA All-Star? If you had to guess, who do you think that would be? Oh, My guess would have been Sean Bradley. He was not, actually. Because you hmm. would have thought that center, seven 7'6", he's led. But no, he was never an NBA All-Star. He was an all-rookie second-team pick in 94. Bradley was. The name hangs in the rafters at the Marriott Center. It's got to be Danny Ainge then. Yeah. Danny Ainge. He was an NBA All-Star in 1988 when he was with the Sacramento Kings. One Only one-time NBA All-Star. I'm hmm. kind of surprised by that. I would have thought he would have been maybe a few more, but he just was never a key piece of the Celtics.
2: He was, Yeah, he was a role player. And, and honestly, I think I speak for a lot of basketball fans. I admire that about him because – there are a lot of NBA players who are unhappy with that role and they're never able to find a home. And then they're never remembered because they 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 didn't want to be a supporting player. They wanted to be a, be a star. And Danny Ainge was a legendary role player for the Boston Celtics. He'll always be remembered for that, even though he could have went elsewhere, played more minutes, scored more points, but he wouldn't have won as much and he wouldn't, have carved out a niche in the nba like like he did his willingness to maybe brush aside his uh, superior basketball abilities to play with that team has allowed him to become a, a gm yeah now he's uh you know a, a, a key member of the jazz front office does that happen if he goes and plays i don't know 10 years in milwaukee but never does anything
4: it's a great question. I mean it's it's true. Another NBA All-Star from BYU also hangs in the Raptors, Mel Hutchins. Four-time NBA All-Star, 1953, 54, 56 and 57. Wow. So Mel Hutchins, when you see that name up in the Raptors you go, who in the world's Hutchins? <laughs> guy was guy was an all-timer, Mel Hutchins. Uh him and Danny Ainge, two NBA All-Stars for from BYU. Thought that was interesting because BYU you don't think of them to the league and. You know, Hopefully that can change in the Big 12 and BYU can get more guys to the league. That's going to be the task for Mark Pope if they want to ever contend for Big 12 titles in the future. It's going to be a long road ahead. Uh, but uh, you know, I thought that was interesting seeing Danny Ainge and Mel Hutchins, former BYU players that uh, played in the NBA All-Star Games of the past. Let's take a timeout. And then on the other side, we'll break down more BYU and St. Mary's coming up tonight. And then we'll also get to Cougar Tales, get you up to speed on all the news and notes you might have missed here on Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports.
0: It's Cougar Sports Saturday. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. Utah Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte, on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars, KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM.
2: Welcome back into Cougar Sports Saturday. Been a fun show today. However, and wherever you're listening, we appreciate you and. I feel like we run into people from time to time who say this, Mitch. They're like, hey, we love the show. You know, we try to tune in when we can. Look, Saturday 12 to 3 is not easy, right? No. That's especially in this state. That's usually a big do the chores, right. spend some family time. I get it. It's hard. Look, I don't even listen to full shows live. <laughs> Life's too busy. Yes. That's why we put this thing on the podcast. So, look, if you need a fix... Go to Cougar Sports Saturday, wherever you get podcasts. You can get the new KSL Sports app. The show is there as well. There's no need to miss a second of us arguing, uh, of me screaming at the NCAA for uh, Nick Emery not being the all-time leader in three-point makes from his freshman year. So that's all there on the podcast, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, Cougar Sports Saturday. And here's what's cool, too. This is a neat little trick for those of you at home. You can listen live on smart speakers. I'm an Apple guy, so uh, you would say, "Hey, the S word." I don't want to set off everyone's series <laughs> who are listening. Play KSL News Radio or play Cougar Sports Saturday podcast. It'll play the most recent episode. So there you go. No need to miss anything. And uh, look, we've had some good stuff today. Dave McCann was on. We talked some football. Some basketball, and we're going to talk some basketball again right here because BYU is on the road in Moraga, which is in California. It's in the Bay Area. It's on the Oakland side of the Bay Area. I think it's just on the other side of the Oakland Hills, actually, Moraga, mm. California. And it's a big game because St. Mary's is trying to lock up the number one seed in the WCC tournament. They are ranked seventeenth in the country. They are twelve and one and the last time they played BYU was that heartbreaking Aiden Mahaney, just ridiculous fadeaway jumper, and they'll have a chance at revenge. They've only beaten them three times uh, on the road. So it's a tall task, but this BYU team, say what you want about them. It's been frustrating, Mitch. One thing you can't say, though, is in these
4: big games, they have showed up. They haven't sealed the deal, but they have showed up. Well, think about these games. I mean, go through them this whole year. Ranked games, ranked opponents. San Diego State, BYU played well uh, at Montezuma Mesa. They they lost, but that was a competitive game when just days after barely beating Idaho State, they were competitive. They play Utah who was knocking on the door of the top 25. They were Utah was surging. They had beaten Arizona. Uh BYU beats Utah and then they take on Gonzaga in Provo that was a heartbreaker Julian Strather just rips the heart out of BYU fans with that buzzer beater and then Saint Mary's uh shorthanded i mean think about that BYU loses to Saint Mary's in the first meeting down Jackson Robinson down Noah Waterman key players A Tiki and a Tiki yes uh three players down and for for team violation rules and But you know they go down to the horn, and Mahaney, the freshman sensation for the Gales, uh, lifts them to, to a huge victory. Kind of gave some memories of Matthew Della Vadova years ago. And then Gonzaga uh, last week in the kennel. BYU played well and had a chance with under four to go, and then they, they lost it again as Strother made some big shots down the stretch. So I, I expect BYU will, will bring better effort. And I kind of wonder, too, Matt, do you think that BYU is in a spot right now where, you know, outside of these, when it's not these big games, do they kind of almost think, you know, I'm just ready to get to the Big 12? That's probably the wrong mindset to have if they do. But I just feel like I will say BYU does bring uh, a better level of play when they do get in these big stages, and hopefully that can carry itself in the future because every night in the Big 12 will be a big stage.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I definitely don't think the players feel that way. But you got to believe the coaches are just like let's turn the page over to the Big 12 after after this year and it was going to be an uphill battle regardless because when you lose Alex Barcelo and I don't know if we have maybe recognized that loss as much as we should have this year uh, Bar- Barcelo comes in as a role player Mitch and By the time he left, he was one of the most impactful players. And I think one of the reasons he was is when Coach Pope first came here, there was a lot of leftovers from Dave Rose. He did bring in Jake Toulson back from UVU and Richard Harward, but he had to sell his vision to Yoli Childs, who was a Dave Rose guy. TJ Hawes was a Dave Rose guy. Dalton Nixon, Dave Rose guy. Zach Selyus, Dave Rose guy. Had to sell that vision. And when they all left... Who was the guy left from that group that was going to mm. carry on a bigger role? It was Barcelo, And Barcelo was so in on Coach Pope. Coach Pope officiated his wedding, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> like, right. Barcelo was everything. He is gone, and I think that has been difficult for this team because he was an extension of Pope in the locker room, uh, maybe hanging out with the guys when Pope wasn't around, on the road. He just kind of set the tone, bought into the program, and – and, and he's obviously had a much bigger impact on the program than we have given him credit for because they've really struggled without him. And so, yeah, I, I think the coaches definitely want to turn the page to the Big 12, but we, I think we can agree on this. This three-game losing streak, Mitch, has been painful. It, it's been disappointing because, as Dave McCann laid out earlier, after that LMU home win, a big LMU home win, 28 points, it felt like they were going to turn the corner and maybe not beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's. But we, I think we all felt like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna beat Pepperdine. We're going to compete against Gonzaga. We're going to come home. We're going to get revenge on Santa Clara, and we'll see what happens in Moraga. That's not how it's played out. And so, but there's still, like, I don't know. In the back of my mind, I still feel like if they get a decent draw, yeah, they've competed with the best. Like maybe they do something in, in the tournament. So, it's this game will be very interesting to me because if they don't show up and Santa and St. Mary's blows them away,
4: don't you feel like that is the end of the year? Like like they've mailed it in on the rest of the yes, year. Yes, right? uh, 100%. And you know, that's the one great thing about college basketball is that it does create an opportunity for anyone in a moment's notice to to turn things around. I mean, you think about last year, the darling of college basketball February 18th, last year at this time, St. Peter's was 12-10. and And they were just a blip on the radar in college basketball. And then they turned out to be one of the great stories of the sport, even though I was like, I'm not all in on this because they weren't great the whole year. But, hey, they got hot at the right time, and they turned it around. Maybe BYU can turn it around tonight against St. Mary's, and this can be the moment that gets this team refocused and bought in again on the season, but if they play anywhere like they did on Thursday in terms of effort in that first half, this is going to get ugly tonight against St. Mary's. And you know St. Mary's' tempo imposes its will on everyone. This will be a low-scoring game. And How do they do that, by the way? Have you, have you ever wondered remarkable. that? Have you ever wondered how when, is it is it like a magical
2: power that they just take a, 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 a Harry Potter wand out and say, this game's going to be slow and you're
4: going <laughs> to deal with it? It's It's amazing how how can no one push the pace on them? It's it's really remarkable. I'd love to dive in deeper on to figure that out because I mean they're 358th nationally in tempo, so this is going to be a slow game. And if you can get to, man, if you can get to 70 points against these guys, you're going to win. You know, and that's that's a tall task to to make that happen against St. Mary's. And I just think that St. Mary's is so sound. They they drain the shot clock. They make great passes. They don't beat themselves. And that's one thing that makes it tough for a BYU team that they have stretches every game where they will beat themselves and they will give up a 10-0 run to an opponent. And you go, what's going on, guys? You got to get this figured out. So and you got to assume, too, and I know I don't want to be conspiracy theorists, but you got to imagine, too, the whistle's probably going to go against you. You're not in the WCC after this year. Just bank on it. It's probably not going to go your way. So you got you to gotta play your best basketball if you want to pull off this upset, and BYU does crazy things. They just do. And I could totally see a scenario where they're competitive and it's the under four timeout and they're in this game and they got a chance to win it. But I could also see a scenario where they get ran off the court and it's a blowout and BYU ends up with 40 points and it's 60 to 40 and you go, oh my goodness, is this season a wrap already? So uh going to tell a lot about this team tonight. If they can, uh, you know, fight back, get off the mat one more time uh, to try to make this season somewhat respectable to close it out. Like I said earlier, though, Mitch, for me,
2: I just don't care about the outcome. Uh, a win would be nice because it would actually I, give them.
4: I don't want to see them blown out, though, because I agree. Because then I feel like any progress that you did, you did build, kind of goes out the window. I think you gotta, you gotta be competitive, and I know that's that's tough to hear because Cougar fans like here in the WCC, like, come on, guys, Mitch and Matt, like, what are you talking about? Competitive, the WCC, but I, I just feel like. You got to take some steps forward because if this thing goes off the rails, then do players look in the locker room and say, I don't want to be part of this anymore? I mean, because the last thing you want, Matt, is for a guy like Dallin Hall to say, you know what? This isn't for me. This isn't what I signed up for. For sure. So you want, I think that matters. Fin- finishing out strong, showing some effort. I know that this coaching staff's all in on guys like Hall, so that's not going to be an issue, but you just don't want to give any sort of reason. For someone to think, you know what, I want to go in that portal and see what's out there. Well, you want guys to stay all in on this program. So I think that's the value of playing well and making this thing competitive. I don't disagree. I want it to be
2: competitive, Mitch. I'm just I'm just saying I want to see Trey Stewart play. Yeah. I want to see Richie that. Saunders play. I want to see a tiki play. Like I love the point you made earlier. I'm okay earlier. with that. A tiki's not and I don't want to go on a rant here because I know we gotta to get to a break, but I, I'm really over the narrative that this team's young. Atiki, this is the end of his second year. Yeah. Atiki's not young anymore. Foose, no, you know, Foos has had a great year. Foos has been great. Uh, look, he's had seven straight games in double figures. He had a double-double Thursday night. Like, Foos has been great. But he's not a kid. No. He's played a lot of basketball. So, I want to see these guys play. Namely, Trey Stewart, Atiki, and Richie Saunders. Give them more minutes. Let's see what can happen with these guys. And, look, if this is a situation tonight where you play Rudy, Gideon, Jackson, Noah, and they're playing well and you have a chance to win, okay, sign me up for it. But, you know, if it's
4: 10 minutes to go and you're down 10, I want to see these young guys and see what they can do. That's a good point. I mean, and St. Mary's has got some pressure on their backs, too, with this one because they've got one loss in conference play. Zags only have two, and you've got a big one against Gonzaga next week. You want to be the outright champ, you got to win this game. So there's a little bit of pressure on yep. St. Mary's uh, to get this win. So it's not carefree for the gals, but uh, big game. Tip off tonight, 8 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 7 here on KSL. Cougar Tales on the other side. We'll get you up to speed on all, all the news and notes we might have missed throughout the show here on BYU Sports, Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio. Welcome back in Cougar Sports Saturday. It's Harper, Matt Biamonte. I must say, Matt, uh, been kind of a heavy heart today for myself. Uh, last night, my uh, my grandma, uh, Karen Harper, she passed away, and I, I wanted to just uh, give a shout out to to her. Uh, you know, and I bring that up because she was a a passionate KSL News Radio listener and uh you know i will say when i got hired here at KSL in 2019 it was one of my favorite moments in life was to tell her that i got hired at KSL and that i was going to be working at KSL news radio and you know last night um she passed away and uh just kind of been you know going through a heavy heart with a heavy heart here on this and um but uh you know i just wanted to tell my grandma i love her and that uh you know i you know, look forward to one day, you know, being able to see her, be reunited with her once again, but, uh, always appreciate, you know, just the, you know, the platform we have here at KSL news radio is a special one. And I think it, it connects so many people that, uh, we can't even, you know, begin to realize how many, uh, uh, lives we kind of impact. And, you know, even if I, you know, didn't, uh, no, I was talking to my grandma. My grandma was able to, uh, you know, keep in touch with me be through, through this platform. And, uh, so it's meant a lot to me and, uh, Appreciate you guys, and uh, just wanted to share that and say I love my grandma, and uh, I will miss her dearly, and uh, I will, you know, wish her uh, again. I'm so excited for her to be able to re- be reunited with her grand or her f- husband once again.
2: Condolences, Mitch, to to you and the family. That's that's never yeah. easy. Yeah, it's it's
4: tough, uh, but uh, you know, it's it's always great to be with uh, you guys here, and uh, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to do this and uh, kind of just pay tribute to my grandma. But uh, on, a, on a much lighter note. uh, you know, want to get up to speed on, on all the news and notes in the world of BYU Athletics. With Cougar Tales, we bring in our producer, Nate Slack, uh, into the program, into the studio here. And, Nate, what do you got on deck for us right now?
1: We got a handful of Cougar Tales today, starting out with a uh, former Cougar's Kairos Tonga. He signs with the Minnesota Vikings, and Zane Anderson goes from the Chiefs to the Bills.
4: I like that move for Zane. Uh, you know, hopefully he can get an opportunity to actually play Kyrus Tonga carved out a nice role with the Vikings. I, I think there was that week, what was it, week 16? He got the game ball presented to him. Uh, you know, Kyrus f- sticking around. You know, he got cut from the Bears. Then he goes to an NFC North rival with the Vikings, and, and hopefully he sticks. You know, whenever you're a seventh-round guy, you just find a way to keep battling. You can get three, four years in. You're going to find more opportunities because then you're a seasoned veteran, and at a position like that where you can be a run-stuffer, Kyrus fills a nice hole for, for a lot of teams, and uh, Vikings see that value in him.
1: Absolutely. We've been talk you, talking more about women's basketball as well as of late, and they beat Santa Clara on Thursday, 78-72. to 72. They're now th- tied in third place with San Diego for uh, in the WCC standings. And they've got a tough stretch to, to close out the year, but... Things are starting to look better for the women's basketball program after a bit of a rough rough start.
2: I'd mean. say starting I mean th- this might be the most unheralded job that someone's done in a long time considering what she lost to transfer Shaylee Gonzalez and a graduation. I think a lot of people thought like, "Hey, yay. Uh, first-year coach, no college coaching experience, you lose all those players. Not going to be pretty." Like it was a questionable hire. Amber Whiting, tip of the cap to you. She's done a great job. And the future looks bright, I think, for BYU's women's basketball with who they're bringing in. So, great work by by Coach Whiting and that squad for BYU women's hoops. One
4: of only two BYU women's basketball players, Lauren Gustin, becomes one of two players. 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds. The other, Tina Gunn, her jersey hangs in the rafters. Lauren Gustin has been unlocked with Amber Whiting. I mean, she's a regular 30 and 20 type production every night. I wonder... You know, she said before the year, this was going to be her last. She is a junior. She's got the COVID year available to her. Come to the Big Twelve, maybe some NIL money can go her way. Some deals, I don't know. But you she's got get, to run it back because what you—if she runs it back and it's another great year next year in the Big Twelve, that she's going in the rafters yeah, with and, those numbers. And she might have a chance to go into the WNBA. And because she's got size, she's got production. Uh, you got to be at least six foot to be in the WNBA. I mean, that's that's just the reality. And she's plays with physicality too and I just think come to the W or come to the big 12 and I think she can make some money too in the process I think Lauren Gustin uh, she should run it back one more year for BYU
1: number eight men's volleyball lost a, uh, a match last night to number two UCLA but they get another shot out in tonight you guys into men's volleyball at all
2: absolutely yes. 100%. It it is a little tricky at the beginning of the year because you're feeling things out but you know what I love about and women's volleyball I think this applies to them too. They're not afraid to play great teams. And look, BYU men's volleyball is in a great league where they get to play ranked teams all the time. But don't you wish some of these other college sports would take a page out of, you know, like men's volleyball? I mean, that's awesome that they're, there's great ranked games early in the season. I love it.
4: The only sport in BYU's athletic department that will not be going to the Big 12, men's volleyball, they're going to stay in the MPSF. So, business as usual, they're not dealing with ramping up. They're already in the best league in men's volleyball, that being the MPSF.
1: Turning to the Diamond, BYU Baseball started their season yesterday blowing out Louisiana Tech 10-1 to in the season opener. They faced the Bulldogs again today in a, in a in a doubleheader, but I'm looking forward to baseball season this year.
4: I, I think it's going to be fun You know to see what Trent Pratt can do. I thought he was really impressive with us last week on the airwaves. Uh, I, I just think that this BYU baseball program, they're always at a disadvantage from the weather side of things when you have to go out on the road, multiple time zones early in the season, but... A Good start. And, you know, BYU, they've got offensive firepower on this team in in 2023.
1: And then finally, uh, last but certainly not least, BYU softball, near and dear to my heart. Took down number 22 Arizona State on Thursday. Only the second time they've ever beaten Arizona State. Um, And then yesterday they had a walk-off homer in game one of a doubleheader. They beat uh, Oregon State in game two. And then they're currently winning three to five right now in the second inning. Uh, BU softball, a lot of fun. Games are free. It's a uh, it's a fun fun game to go to.
4: I didn't realize they're free. Yeah, that's free. cool. I didn't either. That's, that's good to know. They're free. So go enjoy with the family. BU softball. I go might enjoy Miller my kids. Park for free.
1: Yeah, seven innings. So it's shorter than baseball. It's also a lot quicker because everything is a little more condensed, and it's a good time.
4: Well, good stuff, Nate. As always, follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Slack Five. Is that correct? Yep, it's Slack Five it. on Twitter. Follow Matt. Buy am Amante Matt, and follow myself, Mitch underscore Harper, and download the KSL Sports app, new and improved. We will be back next week uh, putting a bow on the regular season for BYU men's basketball and getting you ready for BYU spring football just around the corner. So signing off here from Broadcast House, we'll talk to you next week here on Cougar Sports Saturday, and it's always powered by KSL Sports.com.
2: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.